Hello there, this is Dave Allen for Good and Geeky, and since the last time I was talking to you, I actually put out the third of the books, which is the Email Privacy and Security book, which is how to use PGP, and it's got step-by-step guides in there to privacy. And I'm quite pleased with the book. It's come out really quite well. It shows you how to use PGP to have encrypted emails that you send out. And PGP does a bit more than that as well. You can use it for signing your emails, so that lets people know that it is you that sent them the email. And also you can use it for encrypting files and folders as well. So it's really quite useful. You can use it on your Mac. You can use it on Windows even. You can also use it on uh, various other mobile devices. I think I was using it on the Android device I had. And I do use it on my iPad and my iPhone. So it's a really good, very useful thing. There are other ways that you can do some email encryption though. I did apply for a uh, email account with uh, ProtonMail. And that came through eventually. It took about two weeks before they gave me the account. And I looked at it and it's quite good. You have two passwords to get into it. You have one password which gets you into their system, as it were. Then you have another password, which is the password that covers the encryption of your emails. So it took a bit of time getting that started. But once I got started, I quite liked it. It's um, fairly easy to use. You can send an email to somebody encrypted and you could you know, use other means to tell them what the password is to get into it. So, uh, obviously, if it's going from ProtonMail to ProtonMail, then you don't need to do that thing with the password because it does end-to-end encryption and it's automatically encrypted and decrypted at either end. But if you're going to do it to somebody who hasn't set up the uh, account with uh, ProtonMail, then it uh, needs to have a password put onto it. And you can send the password over by a phone message so you can call them and say, look, the password for this thing I want to send to you is going to be whatever it is. And then they can put that password in and get access to whatever you're sending. So it's uh, safe actually it's going through the wires and through the ether into, uh, into the, through the internet and back onto the computer. So that's uh, pretty useful. And you can do something similar with that with that, uh, secu- that email uh, service called Tutanova. And that's got the platform. It's on um, the iOS. It's also on uh, the Mac as well. I don't know if it's on other ones, that one, but uh, I quite like that ProtonMail. It's got a good um, clean interface. It's quite easy to use. And uh, the only other thing I'm wondering at the moment, I haven't tried out yet, because it must be using some variety of PGP. I'm just wondering if it's possible to bring in uh, PGP keys. So public keys are used to send emails to other people and to uh, use those to encrypt emails that are sent to those people. That would be quite handy. So that's something I need to have a look at and uh, do a bit more checking out. I've only just had a bit of a play with it so far. I've sent a couple of tested test emails. And the other things I've been doing is basically publishing books on the online bookstores. And I've been having a bit of bother with Kobo writing life. And for some reason or other, every time I want to get in there, the, um, the password and the account details don't seem to work out. And it keeps taking me through to a page where, I mean, I click on the button to say sign up. And then it takes me through to the next page, which is something about uh, becoming a Kobo author. And it looks for you to um, click some buttons and send off details and get back a, an email to confirm your email address and so on. And it does have to take me into the account. And it's been really sort of frustrating. They're trying to help me at Kobo, but I haven't done a very good job of it so far. I mean, I've been waiting a couple of days in between emails. So I sent something off to them. And a couple of days later, they come back and say, oh, well, they've done this for you and that for you. And... And I've gone back into it again and it hasn't worked. And I've uh, oh, it's been going for a few days now and uh, getting on for a week even. And uh, the last couple of days I haven't actually been able to do much with it because I've been like, kind of busy. Well, that's kind of busy because I've been um, back at the uh, full-time work again. 
I've got my summer job, although it's not quite summer at the moment. It's still spring. And in fact, today is a bit of a winter's day. It's uh, raining here in Catalonia. And uh, my feet at the bottom of my legs, they are more like blocks of ice than feet. So uh, that's the way it goes. So my sort of uh, schedule for writing and everything else is going to have to change a little bit over the next uh, wee while so I can keep going with the writing. As far as the writing is going, well, I've been uh, putting out I've put two chapters so far of my fiction story, the uh, zombie novel, Smoking Zombies. It's over on Wattpad. And I'm probably going to put that out on to some other places as well. I did hear there's something over Amazon, I think it's called Write On, which does serialisation of stuff. And I might have a look at that. And I'm also going to have a look at a thing called Duke Pop. So at the moment it's out on Wattpad and you can have a read of it. I've got two chapters out. And tomorrow I should get the next chapter out. I've got some words written already. And I just need to do a bit of um, maybe some extra words. I'm not sure if I'm going to go for a straight follow-up of the last chapter or if I need to do something in there that kind of explains and a bit of the back backstory to it, how these, uh, how these people turn into zombies in the first place. So that's my zombie stuff. And um, I say I'm getting stuff put out into other bookstores. I haven't got the latest book out onto the Nook store. I must get and do that soon. So I'm a bit short for time. I got home yesterday. Uh, I finished at 10 o'clock and I got back home. And I wasn't fit for anything apart from sitting on the sofa and... Uh, vegging out in front of the television and I'm going to have to get myself organised and sorted out so I'm uh, used to my new timetable. Over the last couple of days I've been doing some work in iBooks Author and getting things published through that as well through iTunes Connect and I've been enjoying using the software it's very very good and in some respects it's quite a bit easier than using Scrivener. I mean Scrivener I mean it's good because you basically uh, concentrate on the text that you're writing and I like that and then you can output it to wherever and if I want to put it into uh, iBooks Author afterwards, I export it out as an EPUB. That's since the uh, latest version. Before, you have to put it out as uh, documents. And it put out a separate document for each chapter. And then you have to bring those in one by one, which is a bit of a nuisance. But they've, so they've changed that now. And you can bring stuff in by um, you bringing it in as an EPUB. But the only thing is, is that once you've got it in as an EPUB, then you've got to do a bit of uh, work with the formatting. Because it's oh, I like it, actually. I, I like the way that I can work with iBooks Author. So I can set headers, I can set titles, and the way you set these things also affects the way things work out in the contents. You can put pictures exactly where you want them, and you can have text flowing around pictures. And it's a lot more configurable, and it's I think it's a better experience to the uh, Kindle books and the e-books, the standard sort of thing. It'd be nice to see a, a new e-book format come out. That uh, could be on the Kindle where you can have uh, better laid out formatted books. And you never know, it might come in time. But And I've been wondering maybe if I should do something where I sort of do my work in iBooks Author first and then take it out of there and put it into uh, Scrivener and then push it out from Scrivener into the, um, the Kindle format. When I set up for the iBooks Author, I was actually quite surprised how easy it was. Um, there was a little bit of a problem in that the day that I decided to do it was the day that uh, I couldn't get in with uh, iTunes Connect, which is the software you use in conjunction with iBooks Author to publish your books. And uh, there's having problems with the DNS, and it's been fixed since. And the day after I uh, struggled, I was able to get in there and put the book in there, and it's available for sale. So now what I've got to do is I've got to put the next book out there, the um, email privacy, put that on to the uh, iTunes bookstore, and then I'm going to... Um, work on the next one. The next book I've got started is uh, Life Logging, and basically what that's about is that uh, we've got this thing where you can take pictures, you can 
uh, create audio, you can do video and you can put it all into a, a place where log in your life and life casting, as it were, uh, another way of calling it. And you kind of do it for a couple of different reasons. One could be that you're doing it for journaling. So basically you want to sort of uh, keep, an, keep out an idea of what's going on with your life and so on and have it as a, a journal. And I think that's a great idea because, you know, I'm 56 now. I look back to sort of when I was, say, 24, 26 and so on. I like to think I remember some of these things, but uh, it all gets a bit hazy after a while. It'd be nice to be able to sort of look back and some see, see that my life documented that I could look at it at a later stage. Maybe it's something that uh, my my uh, future generations uh, would like to look at it one more time. And they say, uh, gosh, didn't people do things differently and strangely back there in uh, 2000 and the noughties or in the before before this before this new century or before this new millennium began? And I suppose that's uh, one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is, I mean, putting it out more public. And obviously, you've got to do this in a way which is kind of um, uh, taking security and privacy in consideration. Obviously, this is something that I think about with having the last book there about email privacy. And... You can put a lot of information out online and you can do it in such a way as maybe build up a bit of a persona, as it were. So, you, I mean, obviously you go for a job these days, people sort of uh, look up you on Facebook and see what sort of things you post up there and see what sort of person you are. If they can't find you on Facebook, maybe they look for you on Twitter. And I say there's ways that you can do this and journal. I mean, I use the uh, Day One app for journaling, which is really very good. I like that. Uh, and I kind of like it if I could actually put everything into there. So if I'm doing something, say, for instance, putting something into Facebook or Twitter, it'd be nice if I could cross-post that into day one as well. I'm kind of looking at the moment, seeing if there's ways I can automate that to a certain extent because it would be kind of tedious to do it otherwise. And then, of course, there is the other thing to look at in terms of life casting and so on, which you do it a bit more automatically. So... For instance, you can get these things where you wear a camera around your neck and basically take pictures throughout the day and it will sort of do a record. I mean, obviously, data is very cheap these days to uh, to keep all this information. And uh, at the same time, if you get too much stuff, I mean, you've got to curate it to a certain extent and put out what you want and decide which bits of it is going to be private and which bits are going to be um, public. So anyway, I'm looking at various applications. There's one called Kronos. There's another one called Saga and these sort of things and also you can bear in mind that you can use other applications like you can use swarm for saying where you are in different places you can use facebook as well for putting in posts it'd be nice if we could bring it have it away we could put it all together and the other thing with doing these sorts of things here when you're doing a journal is um i mean you get these twitter users where they sort of make a twitter post every time they have a uh, gosh, well, I mean, they think they might even make a post when they're going to the toilet, but a lot of them make a post when they're saying, oh, I'm having a cup of coffee or uh, or I'm bored. That's a teenager sort of one, that is. Um, basically, um, they'll sort of put all sorts of uh, irrelevant rubbish on there. And I think it's probably better uh, if you're going to make some sort of journal, if you're going to actually say something about something. Uh, maybe you're interested in a particular thing. I mean, things going on around the world, for instance such as our friend over in uh, Saudi Arabia at the moment who's in prison and he's been lashed already and there's a chance that they might want to kill him because he's uh, been blogging about atheism. Um, and maybe you feel strongly about something like that and you want to sort of uh, put it out publicly and say something about it. And I say you could do that in a journal and so on. Oh yeah, the other thing I want to have a look at at some point in time is putting books out through Google Play. Um, because most of my stuff is going to be sort of uh, uh, iOS-based and Mac-based, I'm not sure if it's a good idea to put it through Google, but 
maybe it's a good idea to put it through there now because some of the stuff that I do, it's kind of general anyway and there's applications which are available on multiple platforms. So it's available on Google as well as it's available on Apple. Have a look at my books on the various places. Have a look at my fiction there, my zombie story. Um, put some comments into the uh, place in Wattpad. You can say what you think about it. Um, it's my first uh, real proper attempt at doing some uh, chapters of fiction and I'd uh, like to get some feedback and uh, see if I'm going in the right direction with it. And obviously, because it's a zombie novel, it's a bit sort of uh, gruesome anyway. So if you're going to go and have a look at it, uh, remember that uh, it's the genre. It's supposed to be gruesome. It's supposed to have a bit of blood and guts and, and horrible, nasty sort of stuff in there. But I'm enjoying doing it anyway. So, And uh, don't forget to say, have a look at the books. I've got an Amazon and the, um, the writer's workflow you can get for free if you go to the Good and Geeky website. The book for Good and Geeky Photography, that's available over at Amazon and I think it's priced fairly reasonable. And at the moment, the book for email, it's priced at 99 cents at the moment, but in the next uh, day or so, it is going to go back up to its standard price, which I think is going to be 3 99 because there's some really good information in there. And I say, if you get the book and you want to set it up, you can also uh, reach out, get in touch with me and say, uh, let, can I send you an email that's been encrypted and uh, you send me one back that's been encrypted so you can have a bit of a, a practice to see how that goes. So there you go. Bye-bye now. Talk to you again soon.